Thank you for joining us. It's our mission to restore hope and make a positive difference in your life today. Remember to hit subscribe so you can be the first to know when we release new content. Let's go now to today's message. If you've got your Bibles, I'm done with accolades. I'm ready to preach the word. John chapter 5, verse 1. And it said, and after this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And now there at Jerusalem by the sheep market pool, or some would call it the sheep gate, which in Hebrew tongue is called Bethesda, having five porches. And these lay multiple the halt, the withered, the waiting for the move of the water. For an angel went down in a certain seat in the pool and troubled the water, and whoever was first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole in whoever's disease they had. And a certain man which was there had an infirmity 38 years. Somebody say 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had been there a long time. See, God ain't forgot when you've been laying there a minute. And when he saw him laying there a long time, he said unto him, Do you want to get well? And the man answered him, Sir, I have nobody to put me in the water when it's troubled. But while I am coming, just when I'm almost there, somebody else gets in. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately, somebody say immediately. He was made holy, took up his bed and walked on the same day, which was Sabbath. I'm going to preach to you for just a few moments today on the topic. Until endued. How long do I lay there in my mess? Until you are endued with the power from on high. I've been in this mess for a long time, God, and I'm ready to get out. Well, today's your day, honey. You are about to be endued with the power. Father, I bless this group of people. I bless them in the name of the Lord. God, hide me behind the cross today, Lord, and let me speak first your word with boldness and authority today in Jesus' name. Before you're seated, if you'll just take one step to your right. By that you can say today you've been moved. You may be seated. 38 years. Listen, sometimes you just got to do it yourself. 38 years he lay there waiting on the water to get. Now, can you imagine having an infirmity for 38 years? And for 38 years, you've waited and waited and waited. And you're on the verge of your breakthrough because you're, you're next in line for when the water gets troubled or whatever the case may be. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care how infirmed I was, I would cut your throat and holler in the hole just to get in the water first. <laughs> when I need my miracle, you'll not stop me. When I need my breakthrough, you'll not stop me. And if some of you can get a hold of that today and understand you can have your breakthrough when you break through your mess. Leah, how long do I got to wait until? Until? Now, Jesus shows up in this passage, and this is, this is amazing to me because we operate in this all the time. Jesus showed up and asked him, do you want to get well? He didn't respond with, yes, sir. Yes. He responded with an excuse. I got nobody to put me in. How many of you, he's saying, do you want to walk in your gifting and your calling? But Lord, I don't have this and I don't have that. I had a but Lord 
moment last night in the hotel. I ain't going to lie and tell y'all, I ain't been nervous about this. I was in the hotel last night, and I said, Paula, I'm nervous. She said, we blah, 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 blah. I said, but, and she said, but nothing. Listen, I love friends who puts the but in your life. They stop you the quickness and say, but my God will supply your need. I ain't mad. I ain't bitter. I ain't even bitter. But some of us, when the healer shows up, he shows up just this morning when they were singing. Brother Caleb, I wish you hadn't read my notes prior to service. But as I was sitting there, everything that he would say, I would look over to Paul and I was like, it's in the notes. A couple of minutes later, it's in the notes. And then here comes Sister Amanda. She's, I was like, it's in the notes. I'm showing my notes. Listen, God is going to do something today. Some of you have been walking around so long and not feeling the obedience of the Lord. But today, you're going to be endued with a power. Not a power that a man can give you, but a power that will come from being on high today. When Jesus shows up, it's not like anything else. I'm going to show up and get saved and go to the creek after church. I watched the video. I said, man... He walked in there in his blue jeans. It took me back to my first Stronger conference. When I watched the lady in the powder blue shirt and her blue jeans, strung out on drugs, and and she had um, the scars all over her arms and her face, and and they had baptized Lord Tara and and Nicole and Kelly had baptized 40,000 people. And Amanda was given, uh, baptized you in the name of She was given all that. And all of a sudden, this woman walks up. I don't even know if she was in the conference. But I remember her walking up at the pool. At the pool. And I remember her looking at Sister Amanda and saying, If I get in this water, will it wipe away 15 years of heroin addiction? If I could just get in the water, it was troubled. Listen, I'm here to tell you the water is troubled today. If you could just step into the pool and know that he is already. My Lord and my God. Because when my king shows up, he shows up with signs and wonders. When my king shows up, he shows up with some mercy and some grace. And no matter where you've been or what you've been doing, your king shows up because he's known by love today. The dominion that walked with Christ, we can have that same dominion. How, Leanne? He's your father. There's dominion in your DNA. There's authority in your DNA. And the same dominion that dwelled in him dwells in us. How do you know, Leanne? I'll read the word. But we walk around the victim of the enemy. As a child of God, we have gotten to a place that we are a victim to the enemy instead of a victor to the enemy. We have walked around saying, but God, if you only, if you could, if you were this or that, or the enemy's been on my, listen, you've got authority today. You've got a power that's maneuvered on high today. Greater is he that's in you. How long are you going to live in that? When your water is troubled and you're needing a breakthrough. Somebody needs to hear this. You need to stop missing, mourning your missed opportunities. 
You need to stop missing your morning opportunities there because God is going to give you some new stuff. Just because you didn't mean you can't now. Just because you didn't have the words then don't mean you ain't going to have the words now. Just because you didn't walk in anointing then don't mean you're not going to walk in anointing now. Just because the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart was not acceptable then doesn't mean it's not going to be acceptable now. But I'm here to tell you, oh, my Lord, I'm, I'm here to say today, you will be endued with power from on high. Whew, we spend so much time losing our spiritual battles because we allow ourselves to listen to the enemy. You ever had that child that you start telling them what they need to hear and they can't hear you all of a sudden? They got selective hearing. Or that spouse. You know, men, you may be the head, but the women turn it. They the neck. And there's that. But when they want to tell you something and you don't want to hear it because it's truth, but yet somebody else could walk right up to you and tell you the same thing and you go, I respect that. That's exactly how we are with the Word of God. The Word is speaking to you. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you, but you can't seem to hear it. Listen, you've got to just dust it off and open it up and hear every now and then what thus says the Lord. Some of us get in our prayer closet just to tell God everything we need. I got a whipping this week. I got in my prayer closet and I was telling the Lord, blah, 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 blah. And forever I was in there. I was singing. I was worshiping. And when I was done, I got up. And I couldn't even get to the door. I said, I'll just sit back down until you get done. That's how we go to our prayer closet. We go in there and we tell God everything we want him to do. Because we know how God should operate. We know how the Spirit should move in our life. Lord, this is what you can do. And I'm telling you, it'll change things. Holy Ghost don't need your help. We've got to begin to take into captivity every thought that would exalt us against the knowledge of God. It's so focused on our circumstances and convince ourselves that the circumstance is our destiny. Your situation is not your final destination. You don't have to live. You're just passing through it. He said you'll walk through the valley. It didn't say you'd stop and stutter. He said you continue to walk on it. Walking until you are in dude. This past week has been the toughest, I would say, my battle week since my husband getting sick with COVID and passing. And this had been my toughest week. And I sat in my house and I literally said, I'm not telling anybody what I'm feeling. Because the enemy, let me tell you something today, church, he wants to isolate you. Oh, well, you're a minister, Ann. I'm a human. I'm a Christian, and he didn't say in this life you won't have trouble. But he said, take heart. Take heart. I've overcome that already. He said the weapon would be formed. It just don't get to prosper. So I sat in there for just a minute, my mind going ballistic, and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I self, 
I picked up the phone. I called my friend. I said, hey, you want to ride the motorcycle today? She said, okay. I'm a pistol motorcycle riding preacher. I ain't scared. I ain't shaking. So I put her on the back. And we've got these little radio things and we talk to each other back and forth. And we're riding. It's beautiful. And we're riding along and, and, and I'm, I've lived in a new city. So she's taking me and showing me sights that I've not seen before. Can I tell you when you will just strap on and ride with the Lord? He'll begin to take you places you've never seen. When she began to say, this is cafe, city cafe, and this is this. Oh, and if you want this, it's right here. And I got to thinking about that. Oh, if I want breakthrough, it's right here. If I want freedom, it's right here. If I want deliverance, it's right here. She sat across from my table eating an ice cream. And she's got these eyebrows for days. She caught that eyebrow eating her ice cream and never let up and gave me what for? And I said, well, there's that. <laughs> and then she left, and I called a couple of others. I said, look, I'm just being accountable. I'm just telling, listen, the enemy wants to isolate you. Pick up that phone and call somebody and say, look, I'm going to be accountable today. I'm not going to wallow in this mess. I'm going to tell you where I'm at and what I'm going through because I caught the enemy in the act. He's going to return to me my time that I gave him. Some of you understand, listen, God's going to redeem the time that you've spent allowing the enemy to lie to you. Allowing the enemy to push you farther from where you're supposed to be. God's going to redeem the time. When you catch the enemy in the act, let me tell you today, the enemy's a lie. We can't walk in victory. If we sad and mad looking, somebody needs to tell their face, you got victory in Jesus. <laughs> you get up here, I heard an old, old story. How my Savior came from glory. And then you walk out of that house looking just like that, looking like you looking. And you wonder why people don't want that victory you talk about in your Jesus. Well, if he's going to make my nose get this large... I'm not real, or I've got to grit my teeth to tell you about it. That's how we are. When Jesus went to the cross and he was death, buried, resurrected, you go to the book of Matthew, you'll find where 500 followed him. This miracle, I've got to be a part of it. You go to Matthew, you go to Mark, you'll find 500 that were following him. I've got to be a part of it. You get to John, I've got to have part of it. There's still 500. But by the time you get to Acts, and you get to Acts chapter 2, there's 120 that's upstairs. You ever wonder what happened to the other 380? They left before they were in dude. Some of you in this house have been standing on the brink. On the brink of being in dude. But you gave up. 
You gave up right before your breakthrough. You gave up. Look, Leah, I'm just so weary and I can't go. Listen, he said, don't be weary in your well-doing because it's your due season that if you don't faint, you'll reap a harvest. Somebody hear me today. Your due season is today. Today is payday. Today is the day that I come face to face with the power that is a due from on high. And today I surrender all. How my king is known by that today. My king is known as a deliverer today. Leanne, you don't know how I've, I have to pay for what I've done. I looked at Etta this morning. I gave her a candy bar that I bought from her yesterday. I bought 20 yesterday. Eva didn't bring her box. She didn't get any. I didn't buy none from her. So this morning I had one. I'd put them all in my bag to take home and had one left in my purse this morning. I leaned over and held it up and her eyes got huge. She said, do I have to pay for this? I said, no, it's already been paid for. Some of you need to hear me. Your joy has already been paid for. Your peace has already been paid for. Your victory has already been paid for. Your deliverance has already been paid for. And the anointing of God on your life has already been paid for. You just got to walk in it. I don't feel it, Leanne. Well, don't quit walking now. Acts 1 and 8 says you've received power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you become a witness. Hey. Whew. Power. But they didn't stay till they were endued. Acts chapter 2. As Brother Caleb began to talk about it. Then Sister Pastor come up here. I put in my notes. They were all in one mind and in one accord. And suddenly. There came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house not just the 120 but the whole house and everybody that was in it I'm here to tell you restoring hope today this house is full this house is full of an anointing this house is full of freedom this house is full of breakthrough that means you are in the house where the feeling has already happened you just gotta stay until you've been endued this morning We've been singing power, power, underworking power and walking around operating in the powerless. Some of y'all said, I don't know them hymns. It's in the red back. <laughs> I feel a vestal. Whew. But you need to know who you are and whose you are. Leah, I, I can't get through this. You can if you'll read Psalms 121, 1 and 2. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. And know that my help comes from the Lord. Leanne, I don't have the strength. Well, that's a good thing that Psalms 46 and 1 says, He's your refuge and your strength, your very present help in the time of trouble. Leanne, I just feel like there's a hurricane going on. Well, Psalms 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word, it is settled. Somebody needs to feel that settlement today. You're being endued with the power that's from on high. You may be laying at your gate 38 years. That layman physically laid at the gate 38 years. 
You may not be lame in the physical, but that worshiper in you has been lame for a long time. That teacher in you has been lame for a long time. That preacher in you, that gifting and that calling has laid at that pool for years. And today is your day. He's saying, do you want to get well this morning? It's not up to whether somebody else gets up here first. Listen, it's open. We ain't a one and done today. If you read about the four Gospels, you'll study and find that it talks about the God in Christ. But by the time you get to the book of Acts, it's the God in you. That God in you endued you with power from on high. You don't get to just talk in another language. But you've got strength and authority and the power that comes with that. You know, there was a moment that David felt like he could not take Goliath. When was that, Leanne? I put it, it was, he put on the armor of the king. What personally guarded Saul in many battles kept David from walking in the victory. He tried to put on the armor that everybody else knows this is how you're supposed to do it. And everybody else says this is the way you're supposed to operate. And this is how you fight your battles. But it, it, it protected Saul because he wasn't who God had chosen to take out that giant. See, it, it, may, it may be that you're here this morning and you've been hurt and crushed and that, that problem and that situation and that pain may not have been your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. You don't have to live there anymore. You don't have to stay there. And what protected, if I put this wall up, nobody gets to get there. But if you won't cheat, you need to push your curtains open and let the Day and let him breathe a breath of fresh breath in you today. You can't walk in somebody else's anointing and in somebody else's shadow. I love your little pastor's wife. I'll fight foot of her. When she walks into our conference that we do, she comes down those steps, and they some tall women. Listen, God only lets things grow to perfection. Some of us it don't take near as long. So if you're tall today, it just took an extra minute. <laughs> but I've watched her as she walks down those stairs. And I, I love you. <laughs> but I don't know if you watch your pastor's wife walk. But she got so much pep in her step. <laughs> That's, I ain't making fun. I'm telling you. She's my friend. I tell it to her face straight through the fence. I love to watch her walk because she knows every place her foot goes. That's territory that she's about to conquer. She's walking in there with authority and with boldness. That's one of your leaders in this house. You need to get up today when you walk out of here. And you need to know your role. And you need to walk like you've been in this thing for a hundred years and you know everything. Because the Holy Spirit will teach you. He will guide you in all truths. When you begin to say, Lord, I'm open. Lord, I'm willing. God, I just want what you want. God, let me have the power. Lord, I want to press and I want to push. Well, you got to stay here until you've been endued with that power. 
You got to tarry till God shows up. When he shows up, you don't got to tell nobody he's in the room. When he shows up, he begins to do things nobody else has done. Leanne, how long do I got to tarry till you got power over sin? Till you got power over depression? Till you got power over oppression? Till you got power over your spending habits? And you wonder why your finances is in a shape? Just take $60 out of my account, Daddy, and I don't have to sell these candy bars. Power over your circumstances. We want the easy way out. Yesterday we were sitting at the table eating and and we were cracking up because here comes Eva. Here comes Ian. They got these boxes. I'm thinking it's crafts. We're going to be bored. We're going to talk a lot. And they're smiling. And they sit down and they put it on the table. And they both look at me. I got nothing. I have no clue what's in this box. And then I read the fine print, world's finest chocolate. (laughs) Miss Leanne, would you like to buy a candy bar? Sure, baby, I would love to buy a candy bar. And then, you're going to buy from me too? Yeah. And they made a statement. After their mom said, neither one of these is afraid to go ask somebody. Because what they've got is good. And what they've got, others won't. But there's a price you got to pay to get it. And I looked at Ian and I said, son, if you'll just go to all these tables right here around us, you don't have to leave with any of these candy bars. Mom, can I? No. No. And praise God for the man behind us. Hey, son, what you got in that box? He took that box over there and said, chocolate. That man looked at Etta. He said, what you got? She said, chocolate. He said, I'm going to buy from both of you. He didn't buy just one. He didn't buy just two. How many did he buy? Six. You know why? Because you've got something others won't. But you won't walk up to their table and say, let me introduce you to the life giver. Let me introduce you to the way maker. Let me introduce you to this joy that I found. That the world didn't give it to me in the world. The world's finest peace I've ever had in life came not from a box but from a cross. And I want to share it with everybody that I can. Oh, somebody. You need to begin to walk to somebody's table. You need to walk to somebody's house and begin to share with them the peace that surpasses your understanding. We want to Oh, we just want to hide it under our bushel. No. This is my anointing. I'm not sharing it. This is my gift. I'm not sharing it. This is my peace. Listen, if you could understand how close we are to the coming of God, you would say, you don't even have to pay for this one. I've already paid for it. I've already labored in prayer for your lost child. I've already made I've already laid the foundation. People are starving to death. And yes, we at the body of Christ are holding out. 
We'll shout the, every bobby pin out of your head. But when it comes to telling somebody else about Jesus, you get a holy hush. Just manifest. Mm, I'm going to wait somebody else. I'm going to let them lay at that pool for 38 years. I'm reminded about another man who was lame. That laid in the streets. And people would walk by him daily. How many of us, we got family members going to hell. And we talk to them on the daily. And we just walk by them. We got co-workers, we just walk by them. Till one day, two friends just decide they're going to pick him up and get him to Jesus. But when they got there, that, that crowd was a little too large and they couldn't get him to the door. And they said, I'm going to get him on up to the roof. Because if I could just get him to Jesus. If I could just get you to understand today, he's in the room. Leanne, you don't know, my prayers don't get past the ceiling. They don't have to. He's in the room. You don't have to break through something to get to him. He's already here. We have the same authority that he had in the word. It tells us this in Romans 8 and 11. For it declares that the spirit that dwells in you is the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead and shall quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. And that word quicken here is used literally says to make alive. To spiritually invigorate, to begin to be endued with a new and a greater power. You can be quickened this morning to walk into your authority. In Luke chapter 24, Jesus promised this to be a power from on high, not a denominational, not a job promotion. So we want power in the physical. We want everybody to see our name on a sign or on a door, but we don't want them to see that the name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. We want to make sure we hide that part because we may not be accepted by some. I want to be so weird in the kingdom that people look at me and say, she's so weird. I don't know if you know how Jesus is, but he's that kind that spits in dirt, puts mud in people's eyes, and then they're healed. We serve a weird God. He don't do things ordinary. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the King of Kings. I'm telling you, read your word. He shows up at places he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be at a well with a woman who's been with five other men. And the one she's with, he shouldn't be there. And he sure shouldn't be giving her some water. I, I shouldn't be standing here today. If it had not been. If I had listened to what everybody else said about me. I wouldn't have been standing here today. But you know what I did? When I realized whose I was. I began plucking up every negative seed. Some of you need to get a hoe in the spirit. Now don't translate that the opposite direction. But you need to begin to cut those things up that does so easily beset you. Those seeds that were planted to cause the kudzu to cause your feet to trip. You need to recognize and begin to cut that away. How do I do that? This word is sharper than any two-edged sword. I take the sword of the Spirit and I say I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm going forward in the name of Jesus. I'll not retreat. I'll not go backwards. 
Begin to snatch that mess out the enemy's mouth. You may be here today saying, Leanne, there's just a black cloud. Everywhere I go, something's happening. Every time I turn around, it's like something's bad's happening. And, and, and I just don't feel like I can do anything. Are you saved? Yes, I'm saved. Well, the enemy doesn't get to cross the bloodline. It's about invitation only. Listen, it'll form, but it don't prosper. So if you're allowing it to prosper, you gave an invitation. There's life and death right here. You speak the blessing or you speak the cursing. If you'll walk it out, he'll work it out. If you'll just get up and tarry. Some people say, what does that even mean? That means you got to wait until you're endued with power. Lee, and I can't, I can't do something I can't see. See, you can't see those spirit. You can't see the wind of the spirit. But you can show enough feel it. You didn't see, again, it's written in my notes, you didn't see the hand of protection, but everybody else wants it. Oh, I won't walk in that protection today, but I'm going to walk out of the wedge. I'm not going to be hedged. I'm going to walk by my walk my way. That's all. We've got to begin to say something in the spirit we've never said before. That I'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Begin to prophesy to yourself. Your best is yet to come. Your ladder, it's going to be greater. Where I've been, not where I'm going. But how long I stay in my valley of decision is up to you. It's up to you. The adversary says, there's no way you're going to get out of this. There's no way. We've become a society that's more worried about a Mr. Potato Head. Figuring out his identity. Then we are souls in the kingdom. The enemy is trying so hard to isolate the people of God. He's trying to get the church to identify as the world. He's trying to get the church to isolate themselves. See, when COVID hit in Alabama and everything shut down, I'm sure it did here as well. But when everything shut down in Alabama, we couldn't meet together. And I began to crave people. Why, Leanne? Because the word says if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. We weren't made to be alone. We were made to have those with us. And somebody said, well, are you going to quit preaching? No. I'm just going to do it a different way. So I walk up in a flathead cattle trailer. Somebody hold me as I'm trying to walk these rungs I've never walked before. And you know, when they're far apart and vertically challenged, we don't have that much room in our wall. But I would go to a different platform. I would preach to an empty church. 
I would preach to a video camera. I would sit in my office in my house and I would do everything I could to get seed in the ground so somebody could live and not die and declare, it may not be your cup of tea, but you need to find a way to give what you've been given that's been pressed down, shaken together and running over. You need to be able to get near somebody so that they can feel the power that's been endued on high for you. Sis, I love you. Don't let me come back again. But the enemy wants to isolate your home. You got more men going to the man cave to be alone. You got more women going to the she shed to be alone. And ain't neither one of them met in the prayer closet. You need to get rid of your man cave. You need to get rid of your she shed. And you need to get in Matthew 6 and 6. But when thou prayest, get in your closet and close that door behind you. Because what you do in secret, the Father's going to reward you openly in heaven. Man, when you go to that man cave and you're isolated in that man cave, there's some things that may go on that you don't want your wife to be a part of. And ladies, when you go to the she shed, there may be some things you don't want him to be a part of. But when you get in that prayer closet and the two become one and you become my God hear me today you can't move past what you don't recognize you got to recognize that today is it's juncture day I'm going to stay here till I'm endued or I'm giving up you need to make a decision today that word endued means to provide with a quality or an ability. And I looked up the synonyms for it. It says provide, supply, furnish, equip, invest, give, present favor, bless, grace, award, gift, confer, bestow, enrich, and my favorite, to arm you. He's wanting to arm you today. Arm you with the power until you've been endued from Ohio. Some of us only want to have a little talk with Jesus just to tell him all about our troubles. Oh God, do you know where I'm at? Do you know what I'm going through? We just want to tell him, God, I'm defeated. Which in that essence you're saying and what you did on the cross wasn't enough. We can walk through a valley, but you got to be careful what comes out of your mouth. I remember my cousins here today and I was going to work. I was putting myself through college and I went and picked up his mom, my aunt for work and we were on our way to work and he was asleep in the bed and should have been up getting ready for school. And I said, why is Chris not up? She said, oh, he exempt his classes. He don't have to go. I make the statement to my aunt at 530 in the morning. Well, I wish I could exempt work and still get paid. We got to work and 15 minutes into the job, there was an accident on my machine and my hand was crushed. I've got no feeling in this finger. It doesn't do anything. I went on workman's comp. Guess what? I was exempted from work and still got paid. There's life and death in the power of your tongue. I, I didn't mean, listen, we'll say stuff all willy-nilly like, oh, you just kill me. 
We are ensnared by the words of our mouth. Paul declared to the church in 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and 5, he said, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but it was for demonstration of the spirit and power so that your faith may not rest on human wisdom, but God's power. He he was saying, I'm not here to impress you with what I know. And he knew a lot because he was a well-educated man. And I've come from Alabama today to tell you, you can be endued from on high. I've come to demonstrate a power and an anointing that comes from on high. I don't have a lot of man's wisdom, but I can tell you I walk with an authority and I walk with power and boldness today. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God unto my salvation today. You may be saying, Leon, I want God to empower me, but you don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've done. Leon, you don't know me. You're right, I don't. But I hear the Holy Spirit saying today, I know me. I know me. I know I've come to turn your life around. I know I've come to set you free. Don't discount what he's doing today. He's the kind of God that would leave his throne. To make your sin and shame his own. That, that song has been burning in me all week. And I keep going back to the first line. Some are known by great authority. What are you known by? Oh, I'm just known by Leanne. That's just my, no, you're, you're known by authority. You don't have to walk in king's robe. You don't have to go through the the week and and, and act like you're all that. You can have authority. And you can put on your kingly robe. Your entitlement robe that came from Calvary. That says you have an entitlement to the throne. And you can say, you know what kind of authority I've got? The kind that's been endued from on high. If you'll stand with me. You may be sitting at your pool of Bethesda for a long time. And you've been in wait, and you've been waiting on other people. You've been waiting on the right song. You've been waiting on the right preacher. You've been waiting on just the right moment. See, this man lay there for 38 years because the angel was going to come by and he was going to trouble the water. But it was only for the first one who could get in. If I said to you today that the Holy Spirit is here for your breakthrough and the first one in the altar is the one that gets breakthrough. How many of you would run or would you wait to see who else is going? We've been laying for a long time by our pool. Feeling sorry and watching everybody else get their blessing. Knowing we need a miracle. And wonder why everybody's passing us by because they're on their way to get theirs. 38 years when Jesus showed up. Number one, it was a Sabbath. You don't heal on the Sabbath. Number two, you sure don't carry your mat through the city on the Sabbath. But if you read that little passage, that man never even got wet. 
And it said that when the waters were troubled, the first one in the water was the one to be made whole. The man never made it to the water. He said, do you want to get well? He said, but I've got nobody to carry me. I've got nobody to put me in. He said, well, take your mat and go. I'm here to tell somebody today, you don't need me. You need to take your mat and go this morning. We hope you enjoyed this word. If you would like to hear more messages like this one, please take a second and click the subscribe button. And for more information on our ministry, please visit us at rhctn.com.